It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from the first one with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is the first one. I talk to the most iconic artists on the planet about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland, who tell their stories about the first hits that took them to being overlooked to being overbooked. Join me every Thursday, only on Amazon Music. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops, Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be. Official partner of the NFL. You are locked on Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, James Erpine. Jake Lisko out today. No big deal. We're stacked. We're packed anyway. Plenty to get to on today's show. Three segments loaded with Bengals audio for you. In the next 30 minutes, you're going to hear from Joe Burrow. You're going to hear from Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. You're also going to hear something that Trey Hopkins had to say about Fred Johnson. There is a lot from Auden Tate to connecting on the deep ball and so much more that's coming at you right now on the Locked on Bengals podcast. But before we get to topic one, I got to tell you about our friends at Nyko Sports. You've been hearing us talk about this all week long Look, you're excited for Joe Burrow. Every Bengals fan's excited for Joe Burrow. What better way to remember Joe Burrow's first year in stripes than with a commemorative football? This football from Nyko Sports is a limited edition of only 2,020 of them. It's fully embossed, has an image of Joe Burrow, has an image of Paul Brown Stadium, beautiful HD, and it's a full-size football, only 99 bucks. Like, it's perfect for your man cave, perfect for your office. And right now, all you got to do to get one is call 1-800-345-2868. They're selling like crazy. So be sure to call 1-800-345-2868. You can also order online at nikosports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com. And make sure to mention the Locked On Bengals podcast. And let's dive right on in because we got to start with injuries this week, right? I think it's hanging over everybody's head at this point. Geno Atkins, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Are they going to have Mike Daniels back? Is this team going to feel whole again? Because one of the things that they stressed all offseason was what? We want to be better against the run. We want to be a better tackling team. And after two games, the Bengals find themselves 30th ranked against the run. They've allowed 370 yards. That's the third worst in the entire NFL when it comes to to rushing yards. Look, they they got crushed against the Browns. The Chargers, it was really one drive. I thought they did okay against the run overall against Los Angeles. It wasn't awful. It wasn't great, but it wasn't awful like it was against Cleveland. Unfortunately for the Bengals, Geno Atkins, unable to practice again on Wednesday. 
Mike Daniels couldn't practice. Atkins obviously dealing with that shoulder injury. Daniels with the groin. Both missed last week's matchup against the Browns. Atkins hasn't played in basically a month. I mean, he missed the the last few weeks uh, of the offseason or training camp or whatever you want to call it prior to week one. And he hasn't practiced in about a month. So it's going to be tough here for him to be ready on Sunday. Here's what Zach Taylor had to say about Atkins, about Daniels on Wednesday afternoon. We'll work through the week and see. Uh, They won't practice today. We'll just continue to go day to day with those two guys and they're they're veteran players. and We want to make sure they're healthy um, for the long stretch of the season. So we'll, we'll just see how the week goes. Same with Sean Williams. Sean Williams has worked back in and starting to feel a lot better as well. Look at Zach Taylor ending with, with a good note. Sean Williams was limited with a calf. Obviously, he's been dealing with that for the better part of over a month. Uh, you know, training camp, he injured himself early in training camp, early part of August, and uh, has worked on the rehab field for weeks. And it does look like he'll be able to suit up. And, and honestly, I think he can help against the Eagles, against Miles Sanders, and against that rushing attack. There's no doubt in my mind that he can. But the reality is that offensive line for the Eagles, even though it's banged up, and we'll dive into that more later this week on the podcast, there's a real shot that they're going to have their way with this Bengals defensive line if they do not have Geno Atkins out there, have Mike Daniels out there. Because you can double DJ Reader. And although DJ Reader, I think he has seven run stops, I think I saw from Pro Football Focus leading the NFL uh, among defensive tackles. So even though he's playing well, he's just one guy. And if you're going to be banking on young linebackers, i.e. Jermaine Pratt, well, that's tough. I watched him last week against Andy Janovich and that that Browns rushing attack get really hit in the mouth. And I think that's what Philly's going to do on Sunday. So if they could somehow get... Gino ready to go, that would be huge, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. And it really leaves them shorthanded. And the Eagles, like I said, they're shorthanded up front. They're going to have to deal with some injuries in the trenches. Heck, on Wednesday, it was announced that rookie wide receiver Jalen Rager is going to go on IR. Speedster. The kid out of TCU loved his game. He caught a 55-yarder as his first NFL catch against the Redskins week one. Had four catches on four targets for 41 yards last week. That's a weapon. And so Carson Wentz is going to be down a weapon. He's going to be down some offensive linemen, and he's struggling right now. If you're the Bengals, you want to take advantage of that. You want to put pressure on Carson Wentz. You want to take away Miles Sanders in that running game. And it's just going to be really, really hard to do that when you're banking on a guy like Christian Covington. To And I'm not knocking Covington, but but to to be in a role that he isn't set, you know, set up for. He's not a starter. He's a role player. He's a compliment. And so if that's not going to happen and he suddenly slides in as a starter and now you're banking on these other guys to step up and play more snaps, it's just you're putting guys in roles that they're not used to being in. But the other thing is that maybe they are a little more seasoned. They feel a little bit better about their role and and, and that they can dive into it and, and play at a higher level. I'm not banking on that, though, because I know the one guy that would bring a higher level is Geno Atkins, because that's what he does. That's what he's done for the past decade. And there are a lot of people now wondering what's going on with Gino. It wasn't long ago when he was out there, you, you know, with the team but not practicing, where people are like, oh, they're just resting him smart. Let Gino rest. Well, this appears to be pretty serious. Third straight game. The dude played 96 straight games. If he misses Sunday, it would be his third game out. Hadn't missed a game since 2013 with a torn ACL. So he plays in. 
2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, six straight seasons, no regular season games missed, and suddenly he misses one. It's a concern, and it's uh, really going to hurt the Bengals if he can't suit up on Sunday. There are plenty of other concerns surrounding this team, mainly the offensive line and the decision to start Fred Johnson for a second straight game. I'm going to dive into that. You're going to hear from Trey Hopkins and Zach Taylor on that very topic. Plus, what's going on with Billy Price? We'll discuss that next right here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. But first, a word from Rock Auto. You guys hear me talk about Rock Auto all the time. Look, if you're trying to make any kind of changes to your car, if you need an oil filter, if you need new windshield wipers, if you need any kind of part you need for your vehicle, don't go to the big box store. Don't waste your time. Don't mask up. Don't do all any of that. Go to your laptop or your tablet or your phone and type in rockauto.com. You can thank me later. They have over 300 different car makers. So whatever car you drive, they have it. I've bought filters, which is such a simple thing to do that can help your car get better gas mileage when you switch out those air filters. It's real easy. And I bought them for my Toyota Corolla. You can do so as well at rockauto.com. Look, they're a family company. It's super convenient. You save money because they don't mark things up because you're a consumer. They want your business. And it's only going to take a couple days to get to you. So it's going to be delivered right to your doorstep. You don't even have to put on your shoes. So do me a favor. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Hey, what's happening? It's your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast. And I hope you guys feasted on the MyBookie Turkey Day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to $250. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. If you didn't get in on that, what are you doing? Nah, but seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with my bookie, where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who these teams are. We know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code LOCKEDON to get your deposit match halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at MyBookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. This is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. This podcast is brought to you by Carvana. In the age of online retailers, buying a car should be no different. And that's why Carvana invented a brand new way for you to buy a car. That's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made the purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door, or you can go and pick it up from one of the coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy. 
ensuring that you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check it out, the nation's fastest growing auto retailer at Carvana.com, C-A-R-V-A-N-A.com, Carvana.com. It's Fred Johnson again at guard this Sunday against the Eagles. He's going to start at right guard. And look, I I get it. His performance was dreadful the other day. But the Bengals think that he can turn a corner, that after a week of practice, they're optimistic that he could show some growth. And I don't think I blame them. First, here's Zach Taylor on the decision to not go with Billy Price and roll with Fred Johnson and what they're expecting from him this week. Yeah, Billy is coming off the ankle and, and thought we'd give Fred an opportunity. You know, he's been fighting for spots since he's been here. You know, and, and we look forward to getting Fred an actual day of practice at right guard. You know, we had that short week. We, we never um, put on the pads or did anything. And so, um, you know, he's only going to get better with every single practice and every single game. And so we're going to give him another shot there. That's Zach Taylor on Wednesday. And I get what you're saying. You're rolling your eyes. You're like, oh, my God. I, James, I can't believe you. I can't believe you're sipping the Kool-Aid and you're buying into this. And look, I'm not, I'm not, I don't expect Fred Johnson to be good, especially against that defensive line, you know, that has Brandon Graham. I mean, they're loaded over there. They're loaded uh, on that Eagles defensive line. It's, it's really awful to have to deal with the three lines the Bengals have had to deal with over the first three weeks of the season. But that being said, this is the same guy that a lot of you, and I'm not going to say all of you because it's not all, but a lot of you wanted to see battle at right tackle, including me, right? We wanted to see him battle Bobby Hart and get a real shot to start and real opportunity. And the reality is, for better or worse, the Bengals feel like Bobby Hart gives them the best chance at right tackle right now. And the reality also is they feel like having Fred Johnson in there instead of Billy Price gives them that best chance to win and that Fred Johnson has the upside and that at six, seven and the size that he has and the arm length that he has, that those things will bode well think, you know, the athleticism that he has things that Billy Price doesn't have. So did he look bad on a short week? Absolutely. He was awful, but am I going to condemn the Bengals for rolling with a guy that a lot of people wanted to see, get a shot to a month ago, two months ago, four months ago, a lot of you did including me. I wanted to. And now you're going to get to see that full week of practice against a good opponent, him and Bobby Hart on the same side. Is that scary? Absolutely. But I do like that they're rolling this way because I think we know what Billy Price is at this point. I, I, you know, there are some people that are like, oh, well, he's an unknown. He's dealt with injuries. You know what I think he is? An overdrafted average lineman at best. And you might say, oh, well, average is great. No, I mean, right now he's like an average backup. It's not like Trey Hopkins is this all-world center. He's good, and I like him, and he's really intelligent, and he's nice to chat with. And you're going to hear from him coming up in you know 30 seconds or so. But he's not an all-world center. Billy Price isn't even close to Trey Hopkins. Like, it's not even close. So that's the reality. And he put on weight and you felt good about it. And he was a first round pick and he seemed like a surefire guy. And you know what? Sometimes these draft analysts are wrong. Sometimes you get it wrong. And I like Billy and I think he's a good guy, but he shouldn't be losing to Trey Hopkins for a starting job. And he damn well shouldn't be losing to Fred Johnson 
And yet here we are. And I don't think it's personal. I think it's just the reality. He didn't look good in training camp. There was never a time where I was like, man, Billy Price looked really good in that one-on-one. I Very rarely did I say that. And the, the media was limited and we only got to see certain things. And it was really hard, you know, during 11-on-11 to, to make out things. So, you know, I'll say that. But to me, I look at Fred Johnson. He's got the size, 23 years old, only made two starts. One at left tackle last year. Everyone felt good about him then. And he's made one at right guard. He's the guy with upside. He's the guy with the chance. It might be awful Sunday, but at least the Bengals get their answer. Full week of practice, a bunch of reps in practice, uh, a bunch of experience against a, a pretty damn good, I mean, you talk about Sheldon Richardson, Larry Ogunjobi, pretty damn good interior. Brown's defensive line, and obviously he lost against Garrett as well a couple times. So I think that this is the right move. I don't like it. I would much rather have better personnel. So this isn't what we're talking about, but I think this is the right move. Here's Trey Hopkins on Fred Johnson's performance from last week against the Browns and what he's hoping to see from Fred in practice this week and on Sunday against the Eagles. I was extremely proud of Fred. Um, I was extremely happy for him. I think he should be extremely happy for himself. Um, I, I thought he did well. I thought he did extremely well, especially considering um, the quick turnaround from the first week to the Thursday game. And, and you know how practices go in between there where you're not really getting as many reps. You're not getting as many live reps as you would a normal week of preparation. So with him just having those few days and, and coming in, like you said, switching positions from tackle to guard, he's been predominantly working tackle and, and getting in there and already knowing what to do, which is, of course, always a, a great thing. And it's what is, is expected. But being able to, being able to do it at, at a high level, um, like you performed at on Thursday, I, th- I thought was a great testament to him. And, I, and I, as far as his potential goes, I think he's the only one that can put a limit on himself at this point. Back to Fred, there were some times that he did struggle on Thursday night. Is that because of, you know, lack of repetition? Uh, what do you attribute that to? Um, we're playing against quality uh, people, for one thing. Uh, and like I said, of course, Fred did not have as much time to prepare, but I don't think he would want me to give him that excuse. I don't think he would be looking for that. He went out there and he competed and he did a great job. Um, but the guys on the other side of the ball, they get paid too. And those are experienced guys in Cleveland. Um, as will be the guys he'll see he'll see this weekend, um, and and so you know you're you're gonna you're gonna lose some. It's gonna happen. We don't like it, obviously, but I I think the 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 biggest testament to Fred is that he did not get discouraged throughout that game from that, and and I expect him to attack this week of practice with that under his belt and knowing what a live rep at guard feels like now, a game rep at guard, and just be able to prepare that much better so that you don't have those those moments in this coming game. The Bengals are rolling with the guy with upside. I like it. He may be awful, but I, I like it. it. It's crazy to think about, you know, Billy Price not being the guy with upside. But there's a reason they passed on him. When Zach Taylor says, oh, it's just his ankle. Well, it's just his ankle and his arms and his, his body and his inability to move and all of these things, right? Like, it's got to be. And this idea that Billy Price played well in that second half against the Chargers, he didn't. So if the coaching staff, and I do go back to training camp, and there weren't many live reps because, again, they weren't blocking hard. They weren't going really that hard in camp, and I was really surprised by that. And it wasn't just the Bengals, by the way. It's all 32 NFL teams. Every reporter I've talked to uh, across the country is like, yeah, they they didn't have many live periods, which insane to me because you didn't have any training camp or you didn't have any preseason games. 
But the the thing that did stand out to me was when Xavier Suofilo moved the left guard when Michael Jordan had his first child. It was Fred Johnson who got some of those first team reps. And he's not hitting again, you know, none of that. But but it was noteworthy. And I remember talking about it, and I remember Jake and I talking about it right here on Locked on Bengals. And it was like, ooh, that's weird. That's unique. That's interesting. And I think this is just a matter, based on who I've talked to, the Bengals feel like if they can get their best five out there, whoever's available, the best five, they feel better than, oh, well, this guy's a guard, this guy's a tackle. So in their mind right now, they think Fred Johnson is better than Billy Price and gives them a shot, a better shot, at winning right now if he's in at right guard. Plus, there's the upside factor and the physical traits and all of those things. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Now, you can argue they don't know what the hell they're talking about. You certainly could argue that. You could argue, well, they they should have went out and gotten someone else to play right tackle because the combination of heart and Fred Johnson is pretty scary. And I get that, 100% get that. But I, I'm not mad at them for not rushing Billy Price out there. Because does anyone really feel like Billy Price is a solution? Has he even flashed? Like, usually bust, flash. Like, even Jake Fisher, right? He was a bust. Cedric Aboy, he didn't. But Jake Fisher was a bust. He flashed. Heck, I was looking at old uh, Eagles-Bengals pictures for one of my articles at allbengals.com the other day. And there was a picture of Jake Fisher, the tight end. He wasn't a tight end, but remember how they would line him up? <laughs> he was carrying the ball against the Eagles. So he must have caught a pass from Andy Dalton. And then he went on, signed with the Bills, uh, and obviously tried to convert to tight end, and it didn't work. But uh, my point being, roll with the upside. And I'm not going to blame the Bengals one bit there. We have one more segment to go. And this is the one that's interesting. You're hearing from a, a ton from Zach Taylor today. And I think that this is probably the most interesting portion of the show today because Auden Tate and his agent, his agent comes out after Tate was inactive and, and spouts off and all that stuff. Why ask Zach Taylor about it today? You'll hear his response. Plus something Joe Burrow wants to do much, much better on Sunday than he's done the first two weeks of the season. That's next right here on Locked On Bengals. But first, a word from my bookie because it's time to invest in your intuition. Use promo code Locked On and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. And while you're placing your bets, you can also go to nicosports.com and get the ultimate Joe Burrow commemorative football. We talk about Joe Burrow all the time on this podcast. You probably have his jersey. Finish that collection, or if you don't have his jersey, start that collection with this football. It is the piece of memorabilia to own because not everyone is going to have this. Every Bengals fan is going to have a Joe Burrow jersey because he's going to be great for the next decade, for the next 15 years. These are a limited edition football, full size, fully embossed, a picture of Joe Burrow. In a Bengals uniform, picture a Paul Brown Stadium. Go right now, get yours, 1-800-345-2868. Again, 1-800-345-2868. Tell them that Locked on Bengals sent you. You can also order online at nikosports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O sports.com and mention the Locked on Bengals podcast. 
So Auden Tate was inactive last week and Bengals Twitter's angry, fans are mad and I get it. And look, Auden was probably mad and pissed off. Sorry for my language, but I would have been pissed off too. Right? If I walked into work and my, my boss was like, nope, you can't cover this game. Well, guess what? I would be pissed. And that's what the Bengals did. That's what Zach Taylor did to him. And despite what a lot of people think, it wasn't like John Ross or Auden Tate or no, it, it had to do with getting enough defensive players ready to go since they were shorthanded on that side of the ball. I think he's going to be active again this week. But the thing that makes this interesting are the comments that Auden Tate's agent made. And I'm not even going to name them. Auden Tate's agent publicly spouts off. And I was critical of him on this podcast, as was Jake, because that's a bit much, my man. It's one it's one time. And we're talking about trades and crazy stuff like Auden Tate's fine. He has 44 career catches. Only certain players can demand trades and be taken seriously. And I thought it felt weird that this came out on Friday and it originated at CBS Sports. And I know the athletic part of it. And if you want to catch up with this, I have it all at allbengals.com. But either way, I had to ask Zach Taylor about this. And I did. And it's quite an interesting response because I think Tate and his agent are on different pages. Here's Zach Taylor. First, my question, and then Zach Taylor's response. Auden Tate's agent voiced some frustration publicly about Auden being inactive last week. Have you talked to Auden personally about that? And what do you need to see from him this week? Auden, Auden's the man. You know, it has nothing to do with Auden. And so I, I'm not even going to address it because um, Auden's all about this team. He approaches things the right way. And um, you hate that he's put in a, a tough position like that because all he does is respond the right way and a uh, total team player. And so, you know, I, I love that we have Auden on this football team. Did you hear that? Did you did you catch that drift that Zach Taylor just threw out there? <laughs> Auden's the man. He's a team first player. That's my guy. So shuts down this idea that he would ever demand a trade and pretty much puts it on the agent. I'm not even going to respond to that. So you know what happened? And I'm speculating. I don't know for sure. But Auden Tate's agent, you know, flapped his gums because maybe Auden called him in confidence, you know, on Thursday night and was like, I can't believe and believe that this happened. And I, you know, it's just venting, which, by the way, players do and they should do. How many of you call your spouses after a bad day at work on the way home when you're in traffic and you just complain or vent at the dinner table? Right. I think we all do that. Or your mom or your dad or whoever, your cousin, brother, uncle, it doesn't matter. You vent to them. Same thing here. And I bet that happened. And then suddenly I looked and there was an article in CBS Sports about him and his agent. Because in his agent going on record. And then more so later. And that's what I'm guessing happened. Could be wrong. Might not be the case. But I just, to me, Auden... As mad as he was, I don't think he would have said, all right, press the nuclear button. Go public with this. Because he could have tweeted something. He could have done something on his own. And he didn't. And so I think that that's what happened. And as far as Tate moving forward, look, everyone, he's a compliment in this offense. He is. And a lot of his snaps would come from the Mike Thomas slash AJ Green role. So if, if Green, and not that he's not going to play, he got 15 snaps week one, but if Green is out there and Mike Thomas is out there, it's going to be hard for them to get Tate out there as well. And a lot of you are going to be saying, oh, well, what about John Ross? Why is John Ross out there? 
I think John Ross is going to continue to get reps unless he has an awful, absolute awful play last week. And a lot of you have been critical of the deep ball week one and stuff. The crossing route was inexcusable because that should have been probably 15 to 20 yards, maybe more because he's that damn good with the ball in his hands. And, and a lot of you wouldn't admit that. I'll admit it. You know, he's that good with the ball in his hands and he wasn't looking. If he's looking and he catches that ball, he would have made the linebacker miss because he's that fast and that quick. Boop, boop, quick move. And he would have been off. And he would have had a defensive back to beat and probably a safety. Probably doesn't beat those guys, but it's probably a 15 to 20 yard play. Gets out of bounds. Bengals offense is moving. And that's the thing. So do I want him out there? Sure. I think he has the ability, but he's got to harness it. So... What I look for this Sunday, I look for all seven receivers to be active. We'll see if that happens. But I I think you can. I think you could find a place to get Tate involved some. But none of these guys are going to get a ton of snaps outside of A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. I think they're going to try to get T. Higgins in there some. But when Tate is out there, you know, and he's active, because T. played a lot last week, then T. might not get as many reps. It's just, it's the reality of things. But... It works if they can maximize the and be efficient in how they use these guys. When Tate's out there, he's going to run these three routes, and, and it's three routes that Burrow's comfortable with, etc. When Ross is out there, he's going to run these two routes. When Boyd's out there, he's going to run every route because he can do every damn thing in the route tree. A.J. Green, same thing, right? And I just sticking with the wide receivers, the Bengals only have one pass play of 20-plus yards. It might be one play. I don't think they have a 20-yard run. But one pass play of 20-plus yards, and it was the C.J. Uzama who's out for the year with the 20 Achilles. And that's something that Burrow is really focused on this week. He mentioned it multiple times in his press conference. Here's number one draft pick Joe Burrow on getting the ball downfield and completing some of those deep balls. That's something that is an emphasis for me this week is getting that right. You know, we've also played two styles of defenses that um, don't give up big plays and keep everything in front of you and make you check it down and – and work down the field, but we've also missed some opportunities to to put the ball down the field. So um, we're going to get more opportunities. We're just going to have to connect on them. It would be huge for this offense to, to get a couple big plays because it feels like they've had to fight for everything, doesn't it? It feels like every single thing, especially against the Browns, scratch, claw, dink, and dunk. And they have too much firepower for it. And I, I say it all the time on this podcast. I said it earlier this week when it came to optimism. I'm all in on this A.J. Green thing, man. I think he's going to come out and ball out. I think he's going to play really well over the next couple of weeks uh, as he gets more familiar with Joe Burrow, more familiar with this offense. Zach Taylor finally acknowledged it on Wednesday. He said, yeah, he only had like four practices with Joe <laughs> you know, before the, the past couple of weeks. And, and I think that's the reality. This idea that A.J.'s washed, take advantage of that in your fantasy league. You know, if you can get him for free, you know, if these these people are going to just give him away, do it. Because the only risk with A.J. Green is is injury. He had 13 targets last week. If he gets 13 targets this week, he's going to have 100-plus yards and a touchdown. You can book that one. So just be ready because I I think the A.J. Green game coming soon, uh, there's a ton. We're going to have a ton on this game tomorrow as we officially – preview Sunday's game. Jake will join me for all three segments and we're going to dive into this because I think it's going to be a close contest. The The Eagles are six and a half point favorites from the last line that I saw. 
I like the Bengals in that scenario. I'm not sure where I'm going yet, to be honest, from a Peckham standpoint. Still have a couple hours before I make that decision, you know, 24 hours or so. So I will take that time to really look at it. I would will say I, I'd feel so much better if number 97 was on the field. If Geno Atkins could somehow, you know, put something on that shoulder to get it rolling and get it moving in the right direction. All I know is his Thursday's practice is going to be very telling because all Friday is is a walkthrough. So if he's not out there even in a limited capacity on Thursday, Mike Daniels not out there in a limited capacity on Thursday, that's going to be tough for them to play on Sunday. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, right? Google Play, Podbean, doesn't matter. Locked on Bengals is here for you. We're the only daily Bengals podcast out there. Make sure you follow us on Twitter as well. At Locked On Bengals. Until next time, in the immortal words of Jake Lisko, who day? And have a good one. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first round wild card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.